Welcome back to another episode of Love Is Out There, a 90 Day Fiance podcast. I'm Julia. And I'm Alan. And we're recapping the latest episode of The Other Way. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> it's a shame we don't do videos for these because the sass that Julia just had while doing that was like, uh-uh, girlfriend. I was being boss Britney, not on my watch. Did you assume that with the name of the episode, it was going to be a Boss Britney episode? Yes, because every episode has been a Boss Britney title. Has it? Yes. What was the last one? I'm stupid. I, ha- I wrote it down. Fight or flight? Come on. And before that? Oh, I didn't write it down. Worst host ever. Whatever. I think it's because you always say it, so whatever. It had something to do with her at like the very last scene, remember? The last two were the very last scenes. The music opening up the show meant we had to be going to India because it was very like, Jenny and Sumit were getting all dialed up because the pandemic is over. Huh? The pandemic's still going on. Apparently it's over, but it's time for Jenny to dress up like Big Bird with her bright yellow shirt. She kind of looks like Big Bird. She does. Sumit got those really cool sanitizing cards that protect you from coronavirus for up to a whole meter around you. They kind of looked like those bands that we got when we were in Hong Kong to protect us from mosquitoes. That's Meanwhile, literally what I wrote down. Yeah. I, I also got bit by mosquitoes. So those things did nothing for mosquitoes. I was willing to cut Darcy and Stacy some slack when COVID first hit and they didn't know what to do. But wearing this whole ID card around your neck is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think they would have done better if they were spraying Windex on each other than doing this. Like, this is stupid. It reminded me of that scene in Wayne's World. I think it was Wayne's World 2 where they got the VIP cards and they walk around like, going backstage, backstage, VIP, VIP. It's because you think that Jenny looks like Dana Carvey. (gasps) Yes, she does. With the glasses. With the glasses. Mm-hmm. You're my sweet little love maker. Boom, 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 Foxy. Do you know what I'm talking about? No idea. Oh my God. When Dana Carvey is in the donut shop, the famous one. So there's this donut shop in LA. I don't know if you know what it is, where there's a big donut outside. Is it called Randy's Donuts? It is. And there's a scene where oh. I, I think it's Kim Basinger is the waitress, or maybe she's in the second Wayne's World. And he has this whole inner monologue where he does Jimi Hendrix's Foxy Lady. And then it goes back to him just sitting down and doing nothing. It would be great if Jenny ever dressed up as Dana Carvey for Halloween. And then Sumi can be uh, Mike Myers. Yeah, he looks like Shrek Mike Myers, not Wayne Campbell. That's true. Okay. If these ID cards work to protect them from coronavirus, there's a sucker born every day, right? That's what the episode should have been named. Sucker born every day. Corona ID cards. Yeah, but everyone was wearing it. Like every single person. You know that there was some ministry guy here who was selling some type of liquid or some aluminum lotion that you put on. And yeah, was I think sell- it was like a $1,000 per something ridiculous. Do you know where he is? Prison. Prison, yes. Yeah. That's not how this works. No. To me, it looked like Sumit was going to some convention. I wrote that down too. (laughs) Jenny pushes for the marriage because they're going to Delhi anyways. Isn't that the whole point of them being together is to get married? I think she's reasonable, but where she's not reasonable is her tone. Her tone is, we need to figure it out. Sumi, we need to do this. Ah." Because she's about to get deported. So it's okay to have that whiny voice? 
Julia, most women are whiny when they're talking to their significant other. I'm so not attracted to Jenny. Literally nothing could make me any less hard. It doesn't matter. I don't know what it is that Sumi finds attractive, but whatever. Well, Sumi is looking pretty rough these days. He needs to get some more sleep and less boom boom with Big Bird. Which Sesame Street character is Sumi? Get a job, Grouch. He needs to get a job, for sure. He's, he's Dave Oscar Chappelle. The he's Dave Chappelle being Oscar the Grouch, yes. I'm just saying, he's starting to look like Yazan from last week's episode where you're like, dude, you okay, man? Somebody like on the producing side needs to go give him a hey, brah. What's going on? Does he not want to get married? That's what it feels like. I think he just wanted to clear things with the lawyer first, which we find out more in a later scene. It seems so weird. I mean, a lot of the hate on the internet after this episode was, hey, Jenny, he doesn't want to get married. But when I was watching it, it felt like he just wants to take time and see exactly the steps he needs to go through. And he has to talk to my parents. My parents. That's how he says it. Jenny, he does. That's good. Anything else? Nope. We're going on to Ethiopia. Where Bibby is doing his hair after a long night of work. Alan, he has to twist it. He needs to twist it in the right spot to get it perfect. Ariella was giving him a debriefing about having a good day in front of her parents because all they do is fight. I mean, it's true. Alan, did you see the interviews? What happened to her face? Seriously, she looks like she got either stung by bees or baby pulled a Ray Rice on her. Julia. What? Her lip was swollen. It it looked so bad. I took a picture because I was I couldn't believe what her face looked like. I was like, did, does not no one notice how crazy she looks? Julia, where can somebody find those pictures that you took? On our Instagram, Love Is Out There podcast. Uh, you know they keep on doing these back and forth between when she's way in the future, not pregnant, and a month or two after she's given birth. So I every time I see her looking more swollen or not, I just kind of write it off to maybe it's more recent. Yeah, I assume she's gotten lip filler in the States, so maybe she's not there. I don't know. I can't imagine her getting lip filler in Ethiopia. Yeah, it's called go out, grab a mosquito, and make it sting you a couple times. I don't know about a mosquito. More like a bee or a hornet. Do you think that cavemen used to do that? Like they would actually rub something that would make their lips swell just to – that's not crazy. Big lips is a new thing, I feel like. I don't feel like big lips is a thing back in the day. Back in like caveman times. Also, being fat, it used to be hot too. You never know. Still is. Being skinny is being poor. Dr. Weinstein is so cute. I wanted to pinch his little tushy a couple of those scenes. Is it Weinstein or Weinberg? I was close. It's Jewish, so whatever it is. He was adorable. He's like uh, some world-renowned... No, no, no. There's no way he's a Weinstein. We would have made a joke about Harvey, so no way. All right, Weinberg. Yeah, Weinberg. I still think he's totally adorable. I think you love him. He is right up your alley, I Dr. Work Wein- with... Weinberg. Julia, I work with geriatrics. I like old people. But I thought this guy was supposed to be smart, and he was very surprised when they walked by some houses and saw barbed wire. That's literally every third world country. Sounds like he's never been to a third world country. He works all the time. That's how he got that cash to pay for Ari's crazy life. Doc was looking at those live chickens like, uh... I thought there was going to be a KFC or something here. Did they not know that this scene already happened on the other way last season in Ecuador? Ecuador. This is literally that scene, except instead of putting it in the funnel to get the head chopped off, that guy was just going to break that chicken's neck. It looked like he was about to play tug of war. He had it by the feet. He had it by the neck. And he was going to go one, two, three, Yahtzee. 
Oh my gosh. That would have been so bloody. They ended up not getting the chicken because Ariella's mom doesn't want to see it getting killed. This is the problem with carnivores in society. They have no idea where their food comes from. I wouldn't think twice about killing a chicken if it meant there would be some buffalo wings later that day, but I know where my buffalo wings are coming from. I know Hooters or Buffalo Wild Wings, they have to get these chickens, which they don't have a nice peaceful death, so to speak. So I used to be a vegetarian for nine years. And you were miserable for how long of that? I was miserable for most of it. I have to admit, I missed out on a lot of good food when I was younger. It was because of the cruelty of animals. I love meat. There's no way I could watch it go down. No way. I am on her side. I am not watching any chicken. I mean, I also like, I am not okay with blood. So I would just not be okay. And I would also think it was my dog and my dog is my daughter. So it's not happening. You're crazy. That, that This is exactly what my problem is, is. I've had so many vegetarians go, how can you eat that? Have you not seen what's the fast food nation or all the stupid, you know, the omnivores dilemma? And I'll go, all right, I'll watch it. And I sat down and watched it. And it's how animals are killed. I get yeah, it. Yeah, but you you watch those things. You watch, you know, football players have their knees go the other way and they're oh. I can't watch it. It makes me want to gag. I'm not okay. You are an insane person and you love it. That was a nice little segue you dropped using football players going the other way. Speaking of the other way, Ariella starts complaining to her mom that Bibby doesn't say goodbye when he goes to work. Why is she being such a little tattletale? Her and Davon are they're the same. They just want to say, they just want to just put them out there. Does it make her look better or she just hasn't been able to express her thoughts? It's just weird that you want to paint your significant other in the best light. I understand that you're going to talk to your parents about some of the stuff, but the things that Ariella was complaining about were very like nitpicky, you know, and screw the mom for reprimanding him. I would have lost my mind. There's a part of me that thinks maybe she's doing it so he can know that for her, this is not okay. Because his side of the story and his family are like, oh yeah, this is just how it is here. And she's just letting him know like, no, that's not okay. Like, that's not how I was raised. I want you to know that I'm not the only person that thinks this way. To do it to her parents is probably not the best way of doing it. The internet constantly defends Bibby in these situations. And they say it's strictly a language barrier, which I can understand part of that. To me, I think the parents have Bibby and Ariella under their thumb for monetary reasons. I think that's all this is, is he has to just keep on kissing butt because they need the money. Yeah. Ooh, baby. It's time for the main event where Yazan is about to pick up his robot girlfriend from the bar. That was good. I forgot she did that. But she was wasted. I wanted to say white girl wasted, but then I realized she's not a white girl. And now I'm worried if I say black girl wasted. So can we just say white girl wasted for her? No, we can say crunk ain't dead. So we're calling her crunk ain't dead wasted? She said she was crunk ain't dead. Brittany and Angela got into the car and Angela shook Yazan's hand. Is that allowed? I feel like that's not kosher. I think it's more allowed than hugs. But he has to know that she's not from there. She doesn't know. 
what to do. Is she supposed to bow, maybe touch his feet? Like, I don't know. I just know in my experience with the Orthodox Jews that I've ever interacted with, in a medical setting, they'll let a couple things go. But like in a regular room, if I've gone to shake a hand, they're like, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to make contact with anybody who's not my husband. I'm like, oh, totally. What's up? Give him like a, a pound in the air or something. I think if she was Muslim, it'd be different. Brittany had some drunk, crazy eyes going on. She was starting to look like Melissa. I mean, those eyes were like, that's another Wayne's World reference. Yeah, and they go to the barbershop. So he does cut hair. I said that. He's a barber and a taxi driver. And he worked at the fish market before. I thought she was going to give him some road action. Nah, I mean. No way. No way. Her friend was right there. Wouldn't put it past her. No. I've seen videos online. Yazan knows she's hammered, but he had the sense not to bring it up. He looks way better in the scenes than he does during the interview. We've been seeing him do these interviews where he's wearing a red shirt and he has like a red shawl around him and his hair is different and his facial hair is different. And when they're going back and forth, I just thought like, wow, Yazan looks a lot better with the haircut and normal clothes on. I'm just shocked that he allowed her to pick up scissors in that barbershop. That was scary. That was Edward Scissorhands. Like She went into drunk mode trying to cut his hair, that was too much, even for me. That's when we grab the scissors and go, oh, no, girlfriend, you're going to sit down right now. She goes, trust me. And he, goes, and he responds, no. I had to rewind it more than once because she actually did make contact with the side of his face or something. I couldn't see where she actually cut him. I think he might have been playing it up a little bit. Well, we see a piece of hair fall. It was like part of his hair that came out. But she was drunk. I'm surprised she knew about this the next day. Angela was third wheeling it so hard. And then she turned into a psychologist so they can all talk it out because there was this pink elephant in the room. And finally, she was like, and Yazan, how does that make you feel about Brittany? It was very weird. It worked, though. And you know what Yazan did? He told her everything she wanted to hear. Things seemed pretty nice until boss Brittany let him know that she ain't going Muslim. And he said whatever it took to get that unana. But we know this can't be like this, right? No way. This isn't real. She said she wants to wait a year or two for marriage. And Yazan says, sure, sounds like a great idea. Liar. You're a liar. That's all I have to say is you are a liar. (laughs) What? We'll talk more about that in a little bit when we come back to him. Time for some Colombia action as Tim's mom and aunt are heading home, but not before a mommy-son heart-to-heart. Where the heck is Carmen? Like, is she in San Diego? Like, where is Carmen? Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego. Well, she goes around the world from the land to Vega. Tell me. (laughs) She was just at the beginning of the show and she is gone. She has not experienced Columbia at all. I feel bad for this woman. Carmen was the aunt? Yes. I forgot about her already. Exactly. Robin was the mom. Robin had a special type of way of twisting the knife as she hopes Melissa appreciates what Tim is doing. Dude, your son openly cheated on this girl. Melissa can do anything she wants right now. I don't know why Tim feels like he needs to tell his mom that she was getting it with some guys, but we go there. They have to tell every single person in their life everything. I'm so good on talking to my parents about this kind of stuff. Yeah, I thought that was weird because they're not bros. 
you know, the whole conversation was very weird and it felt very identical to the one that he had with his therapist when he did it over like a Zoom or a Skype. Why did he start crying? I don't know. The scene was very boring and very pointless to me. I would just like say their goodbyes and just be done with this storyline. Why did she start crying? I don't know. It was stupid. I, I, I don't care. Red flag. That was weird. The mommy, son, goodbye. She wasn't dying. I mean, it was just like going back to Alabama. Right. I'm going to get on my three-hour flight. See you later. Who cares? Back to Ethiopia, where Ariella is upset about something. Who even knows at this point? She's miserable. I can't keep track why she's upset. She's always upset. They go check out their living situation. I thought it was cute. Other than that mini fridge? Come on. It was bigger than my New York City apartment. You don't know that. The camera might make it look bigger, but also... Does it? Bibi says that this is his biggest apartment and nicest apartment he has ever lived in in his entire life. I believe it. I believe it too. Ariella's parents approved of Bibi, his life, but not their apartment. That's their line. They were Everything that's been going on, they're like, yeah, that's fine. The apartment, we cannot do this. I am putting my foot down. I've had it up to here. You know why? Because they're paying for it? Well, no, it's because it's the living situation of their grandchild. I don't think they could care less where she decides to live or where he decides to live. It has to do with the upbringing of their grandchild. Is it going to be in Ethiopia? Yes. This is as good as it's going to be. That's absolutely true. The parents say, quote, they can help with a nicer place, but only if they know about Binion's finances. I get where they're going, They want to put a down payment on something and then know that Bibi can pay the bills. But the answer is no. He's an artist with inconsistent finances. That's who he is. That's what he's going to be. There are people on the internet who speculate that his dancing may be less clothed than some people. Oh, I definitely believe that for sure. And then other people are saying, no, he's just doing- He was playing the the booty bongos. Come on. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Rocking everywhere. Finally, some Mexico. Welcome back, Kenny and Armando. Yeah, where have you guys been? Where Bob Harper's nasally voice is really starting to bug me. I wish there was more going on. Like, we already knew this was going to happen. I thought it was just going to happen. We were going to move on. But like, okay, let's go back to this place and you know, go to human rights. and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, we got it. We weren't doing this show when we first met them on The Other Way back in the day, but I basically said this to you. I said, you know, I respect gay marriage. I respect what's going on. I hope there's more of a plot line to this than Armando being afraid to come out of the closet to his parents or the society not being willing to accept them. I get it. I understand Mexico is probably not where San Francisco is as far as gay rights. I don't care anymore. I don't care either. I'm bored. They love each other. Great. This will be their last season. Goodbye. There is some truth to that. We are such suckers for the drama, but the drama that I think most people watching the show want to see is the couples fighting, not the couple being madly in love and happy and having to deal with society and having to deal with the other problems. I get that's a part of it because if they were in America, this wouldn't be an issue. But I think for viewers, we want to see Armando all of a sudden have a new coworker named Jose, who wants to have Armando over for some cervezas and some tacos and maybe eat his fish taco. His fish taco. His carne asada. Would that have been better? I think so. They spent part of this scene having Armando fill in his tiny child on the marriage situation because that's what really matters. She's what, what, seven? I still can't peg her age. I think she's like five or six, Julia. Maybe. 
I was thinking, if I was on a show like this, how would I come off? I feel like I'd be doing a lot of texting and we don't really ever see that a lot on these shows. Somebody just sitting around playing Clash of Clans or nothing. No. So they pick up their denied marriage license where that really ticked Kenny off. The whole scene is very weird because they have this couple jumping through hoops simply because they're a gay couple and then they need to deny them. Meh. Yeah, I'm bored. I mean, I want to see Armando go to America. Let's make that happen. Excellent point, Julia, because this is where we find out during the commercials, the OG show, 90 Day Fiance, is coming back on December 6th. Thank God, because this other way show is limping to the finish line. And we all know 90 Day Fiance, the regular version of the show is by far the best. That's where it's at. And we got some new couples coming. Very excited. And an old one coming back. And a cougar who's going to be on the show. Oh, yeah. I forget who she's with. Who cares? I'm not, I don't want to know anything about these people until we actually get to the show. And when I say cougar, we've had our Angela's, we've had our, what was the baby love, Lisa, we've had that. I have always reserved the term cougar for an an attractive older woman. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I believe that. Or like anyone in the Real Housewives. But in theory, Jenny is a cougar, but I kind of would think of her more like a giraffe. A grandma, like, I don't know. I'm very excited for that couple to see what's going on. Time for Korea, where Devon is FaceTiming with her mom, Alicia, with an E. And Alicia. Ste- oh, was it Alicia? Sorry. Alicia. Alicia with an E. And Steve, that one spelled the normal way. Also, the kid is named Taeyang, T-A-E-Y-A. Taeyang. Taeyang. Great. Yeah. Did we know his name before this? Yeah. Uh, you just should, didn't pay attention. I should pay attention more. Devon's mom is still not happy with Jihoon for Drusilla running into the street. Yeah, she uh, she doesn't move past things. Dr. Jihoon has come down with a bad case of EP, Alicia phobia. <laughs> My man had jokes. I don't want to die. That was funny. I actually that was laughed. funny. He looked serious too, which was it was obviously a joke. I, I was I thought that was good of him. I was watching that, and do you know what sound I made? What? Ha! Of course you did. Three days later, random thought. As I see the kid in the van ride over, all I can think is how messed up of a life she's going to have. Drusilla? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has her issues as it is. I'm just thinking to myself, I know people come from other countries for better opportunities. I feel like she's going, quote, the other way in this situation. At the airport, do you know who the world's greatest papa is? Papa? Is it Steve? It's Steve. Do you know how I know that? Because of his shirt. He had a shirt that was selling me. Oh my God, who buys those? I never will drink out of a mug that says number one greatest. I don't care if it says like sexiest man, oldest man. I don't care if it's true. My favorite Alan that I've ever met. Those things are terrible. Do you remember that scene from Elf when he goes into that New York City coffee shop and he's like, congratulations, world's best cup of coffee. That's that's what that is. Jihoon looks like he fell into the gap. Yeah, I mean, he looked good. And I was surprised, like, Steve was very nice to him. Jihoon tried to shake Alicia's hand, and she gave him this Ari Gold hug, like, all right, bring it in here, you little bitch. That's true. 
She didn't. She did not look into it. Davon has a sister, which we didn't know. Her name is Raven, and as a hardcore Baltimore Ravens fan, I am all in. Call, call, call. But seriously, do you think she plays for the special teams on the Ravens? Probably. Do you think Jihoon's gonna call her Ravon? Here's another one I thought was funny. After the commercial, it's more Covindia. No? Covindia. You see what I did there? Covindia? Yes. Covindia is great. At the courthouse, Jenny is thrilled. The lawyer is willing to work. And he gives her this Trumpian, come on, babe, the courts can't close. People got to work. You know what I mean? That was Trumpian? Uh, Let me see if I could do a Trump Indian. Jenny, come on. You know what I mean? It's a bigly thing. That was not good. I I liked it. This guy is telling them everything they want to hear. It's like they did no research. Yeah, it was very strange, but Sumit did say, we need to talk to the lawyer and talk to my parents. It's almost like he kind of knew a little bit of how things work, but actually didn't go through the process of learning exactly how they work. He explained the situation to the lawyer, and he's worried about somebody objecting and stopping their wedding. That process lasts 30 days. Here in America, what's it, like three seconds, maybe? And even that's a formality. I would kill to be at a wedding where somebody actually said, I do object. We've all seen it in the movies and stuff, but I've never actually been to one of those. Like, do you think your ex-boyfriend's going to show up at your wedding and do something like that? Stop it. Bet she does. No. True story. Julie and I were at a wedding where the bride didn't actually make it to the altar for at least, what, an hour and a half, maybe two hours, where they started the cocktail hour early because things weren't happening. And we were, I was truthfully praying that something went wrong, not because the couple isn't lovely, but kind of I wanted the story of, you'll never guess what happened. It turned out it was just a backup with the makeup person. That's what the actual story was. So the lawyer says that the parents can object if you are under 18, or a lunatic. Why did I not explore this lunatic situation? He's already said he might commit suicide. Like, I feel like that is on the table. Yeah, that's what I wrote down. When, after the rules of this about him being a lunatic, I wrote, yeah, he's, he is a lunatic. So the parents have all the right in the world to do this. Yeah, I, they can definitely object to this wedding. And he is throwing it out there telling them, oh, we're going to get married. And then they could just go, but you're a lunatic. So no. I actually like this process. You basically have to go to court and defend yourself. Can you imagine how many marriages wouldn't happen here in America? Like, do you think your brother would have gotten the blessing of the court before that terrible divorce he went through? If people had to defend why they were actually getting married, there would be so fewer marriages and so fewer broken homes, so fewer divorces. Jenny realized with more money, there's always ways around this with special marriage act or something. I didn't even write down that name. It was like the Angia Precaria. Swish oh, and I remember it was called Aria something. Aria Samaj. Seems like a good my, dude. My niece's name is Aria. Or Samaj. Samaj or something. I don't know. Wait, or Samaj? Your niece is named Aria or Samaj? You're still trying to figure no, it out? Aria Samaj. I'm going to call her that when next time I see her and see if it sticks. Maybe it's Samaj. This seemed like a cut and dry situation about getting married, but Sumit needs to talk to his parents first. What? He wants an excuse. He does not want to get married. I, I don't know. This is too much. Somebody needs to tell Jenny, he's just not that into you. She needs to go back home. Like, get out of here. 
that movie, He's Just Not That Into You, do you know where it was set? Baltimore. Baltimore I saw is correct. I saw the movie. They only use one actual scene from downtown where I used to work. Couples counseling in Colombia. Why? Just move on, bro. Where did they get this money? I thought he was struggling to pay for things. Tim mentions going back to the States and Melissa was shocked and looked like she was ready to stand up and just walk out and leave. That's her face always. Trust, blah, blah, blah. Uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. I've heard everything. Moving on. Moving on, please. Jenny FaceTimes her daughter and daughter-in-law to fill them in on the situation. That no, 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 no. You got that wrong. Jenny FaceTimes Daya and Daddy from Orange is the New Black. Jenny filled them in on everything we've already recapped the first part of this episode. I got nothing. Yeah, it's literally the same thing. And they don't know why he has to tell his parents. So his parents. More Ethiopia. The parents are leaving. Oh no, so soon. I feel like you guys just got there. This was a good scene though. Ooh, I thought it was going to get way more escalated. But before they leave... Let's get everybody together and let's get uncomfortable. Bibby's family basically tells Ari's mother that she's a bitch and gets mad all the time. To the camera, Ariella's mother sticks up for her daughter. I think Bibby's sisters might have a point. I did not see them eat one piece of Ethiopian food, Alan. They shouldn't. It's horrible. I had it. Alan had a taste test and he was not okay with this. Where could somebody find that taste test? It's on YouTube. Love is out there. More religion talk. Dr. Weisberg is Weinberg. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Weinberg is okay with hiking up his corduroys over his belly button, but he's not okay with baptism. Because the baby's going to go to hell, Alan. He needs to get baptized. Do you know what I saw online that I can't unsee? Dr. Weinberg could double for What's the guy from Wallace something? He's from Princess Bride, and he's, he was the teacher in Clueless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, but that guy is a little bit more, little, more little face. You're out of your mind. They look like they could and be he, the same person. His lisp is outrageous, that actor. He turns it on for the, the movie. It's, it's great, though. It's great. Ari flips at the mention of hell, and the sisters say, She's just like Bibby's ex. Shots fired. Ga, 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 ga. Are you going to let them talk to me like that? I want to say she dropped an F-bomb, which I can't believe she didn't just stand up and walk away. Oh, yeah. His response is, It's like, it's like, you know. It's like, it's like, yeah. The doctor operated to make the situation better. I think this scene might've been a little fake. I thought the acting was really bad. Yeah, I mean, they didn't resolve anything. Girl, it's Sober Brittany and Jordan heading over to Yazan's apartment. Giggity, giggity, goo. I wanna know what Angela is doing all day. Seeing the sights? Is it safe? Nope. Probably not. Brittany walking around Yazan's apartment and making suggestions reminds me of like when you break up with somebody and then you get back together and you have to fill them in on your new life. They ultimately try to help you because they care about you, but you're basically just biding time till you get that nut. What was wrong with the shower? It needed a separator or something? It needed to have something on the floor and I think it was leaking or something. That was an excuse for her not to move in. At least Yazan got two rooms, one for him and one for her because he sticks to his guns about waiting for marriage 
to cuddle. Well, at least he's not dumb. He's saying this in front of a camera. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I mean, if he was a complete idiot, he'd be like, oh, yeah, we're sharing a room. But like in front of a camera? Come on. Oh, I didn't take it like that. I thought maybe they weren't banging. They have to be banging. I think they're banging. I just think that he's not stupid and he's not going to say on camera in front of other people that he is banging. But there's no way that he'd be allowed to live with her even with two rooms before marriage. No way. Yazan confesses he can't wait on marriage, but won't need her to convert. Kind of like we said before, I feel like this story keeps changing every minute. Yeah, I think that he's the psycho at this point. Apparently, it's kosher to get married to a Christian girl. So let's get married in a month. But first, let's get a translator to make sure we're on the same page with all this stuff. Yeah, dude, that would be a really good idea. Or at least one of those beep boop beep things. Yeah, I don't understand why they haven't done this at all from the beginning. Last act is India. Okay, I guess. I was let down. From the Indian scene? Just knowing we were finishing up in India, Samit's brother and sister-in-law are going to swing by and listen to the situation. His brother was kind enough to come straight from the tech convention. I could tell by the COVID ID he was wearing around his neck. He looked like that episode of The Office where they go to the paper convention and they're trying to sell reams of paper. Yes, I'm for it. I took away from that episode when Michael Scott goes, look, swag, stuff we all get. I've said that a million times. Nobody ever knows what I'm talking about. And people are like, somebody with too much time on their hands made that up. That's not what swag stands for. What does it stand for? It's just like swagger, like something you wear for swagger. It's nothing to do with stuff we all get. Oh, I actually thought it was stuff we all get from that episode. That episode is fantastic. Blood, urine, or semen. God, I hope it's not urine. <laughs> when, when Jim goes up to, at the end and spends time at Michael's party, I got a little choked up. That was, you got, that was, you that was got verklempt? I got verklempt, yeah. Samit's brother was wiping down his hands like he was scrubbing in for surgery, but was still sitting about three feet from Sumit and Jenny. What a dummy. Yeah, it's six feet apart, mister. How many meters? Yeah, right. Sumit drops the news that the ring ceremony is tomorrow. He was legit shocked. He was like, are you serious? What? Well, Samit's logic is that he's going to show his parents that he is serious about this, but the brother ain't down for that plan. No, it's okay if he gets married at a 50-person wedding in India. Well, the brother got married to a young Indian girl. I mean, I guess that's okay. Jenny broke down and started ugly crying. I was a little sad. I thought she just wants to marry this dude. Samit's parents need to just let him make these bad decisions for himself. What happened to her voice? It's just a fact. We love each other. We we love each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's just a commercial. Okay. Your impersonation of Jenny might be your best work. (laughs) That's what she sounded like. It's just a fact. I dreamed a dream of time gone by. They're so damn set in their ways. (laughs) Julia, that's all I got for episode two zero of 90 Days the Other Way. That's a long season, Alan. How many more? I don't want to do this anymore. Next week is the finale. This week was the penultimate. All right, people. Thanks for listening to another episode of Love Is Out There podcast. I'm Alan. She's Julia. Make sure you're downloading our episodes. Make sure you're giving us a good rating. Smash that like button on YouTube. Watch me eat all that terrible, terrible food. And people are getting so upset at me on YouTube. It's really great. It is. The comments are great. 
They think I'm like the dumbest person ever. They don't realize that most of the things I'm saying is 100% just joking, except for when I mispronounce something because I'm not from London, mate. Also check out our Instagram, Love Is Out There podcast. I found love. I found love. We We found found love. love. Yeah.